Today, we're sending Shivali to the other side of the microphone, and she's going to talk about her advice for those wanting to start a KDP business, her super unique Amazon product launch that she's doing that would be impossible to copy, and much more. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Want to check estimated sales for products you see on Amazon? Or maybe you want to instantly see how many listings on page one of a search term result have the actual searched keyword in the title. You can find all of these things out and more with the Helium 10 Chrome extension tool, X-Ray. More than 1 million people have used this tool. Find out what it can do for you by downloading it for free at h10.me forward slash X-Ray. h10.me forward slash X-Ray. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted and unrehearsed, organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And I'm not going too far away in the world. We're going to North Carolina right now. Shivali in the house. Welcome back to the show. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm doing all right. We're going to talk about KDP, how Amazon sellers can can do it. I'm going to you know talk about you know I know you're just going to be launching uh, another Amazon product soon, so we, we got a we got a lot of uh, business things to talk about. But before there, you know, we were talking earlier that you know we there was just recently Miss Universe, and you said a couple people that were in this Miss Universe pageant, you were actually in the same pageant with them like last year, or the year before, right? Yes, correct. So Miss Universe Thailand this year was actually our reigning international girl when I competed at Miss Supernational in 2021. And then Miss Universe Puerto Rico, Carla, who also made top five at Miss Universe. Miss Thailand actually took first runner up. And Carla was also, I believe she made top five. So yeah, really, really strong group of girls. They're both wonderful. And it definitely gives me the pageant itch as well. Yes, yes. Well, I've joked with you before that, hey, I'll, I'll approve time off. But there's got to be like some, you know, like, you know, I put my Helium 10 logo on my basketball court. I think that, you know, you know, on your 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 gowns or your evening wear or, or talent competition, there's got to be like Helium 10 logos displayed uh, somewhere. And then I'll go ahead and approve that time off if you go back to uh, back to pageant life. Yeah, um, that would be a wild gown. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But hey, it will bring us lots of impressions to, to yeah. Helium 10 and then uh all of a sudden, our, our our site traffic will will spike, and then we can attribute it. We can uh, attribute it. We've got this metric that we go evangelism reach, and and that'll definitely help the evangelism reach. Anyways, here, uh, let's go to business first of all. And um, you know, the last time we talked, you know, was a while back. I mean, you, you're definitely no stranger to the show. You even host a, a few po- podcasts yourself, uh, or a few episodes yourself uh, with the Weekly Buzz and Tacos Tuesday and things like that. But on the as a guest, you have you haven't been on here in, in about a year. And I remember at the time, you know, you were looking for a new product to sell uh, on Amazon. And now, as of today, you, you've got it all in Amazon. But but you were having like, didn't they like put them all uh, on reserve oh. status or suspended or suppressed or what was going on there? Yeah. So my product is actually, it's in the beauty and personal care category, but it was also an electronics item, 
Which is very interesting because when I was getting started a few years ago, I remember telling myself, you know what? I'm not going to touch electronic items with a stick. It's not for me. I don't know all the regulations. And then you I have think the case of I'm, death with electronics. <laughs> yeah, that too. Let's <laughs> forgot about that part too. But yeah, that was one additional reason that I didn't want to touch the electronics category. But I think the more time that I've spent in this space, it it changes your mindset a lot because then it becomes about well, which barriers are you willing to cross? Because problems are such an integral part to running any business system, and it just comes down to what or how you're willing to overcome it. And so when I found this product, I was really, really interested in launching into it because I felt like I could deliver value into it. You're always thinking creatively, well, what can I add to this product so that way it will sustain competitors regardless of when they're coming in? And with my first product, I had about nine mar- nine months before I actually got that product to market because of some backend issues. And this For this particular product, you know, you carry all those lessons that you learn through time with you. And so I really wanted to ensure that regardless of when the product goes out, it actually sells. And it really came down to, okay, yes, it's an electronics item, but I can learn. It's a higher barrier to entry for my competitors. And then I did feel like I could add value to the space. So yeah, that's that's really my mindset of going in. Along those lines, you know, it, it kind of ties in with with what we were talking about with pageant life and stuff. But people, I've always suggested to people like, hey, um, you can't always go with what your passion is because if there's no opportunity there, um, you know, like you're not going to have success. But in a perfect world, if you can do a product that you're passionate about or leverage some kind of like off Amazon, you know, following then I think, you know, people absolutely have to do that. Like, you know, I I always thought before, like if I was still like really big in the Zumba world, like I was in the old days that, you know, like I could have had a lot easier way to, to like launch some kind of Zumba fitness related uh, product or something. So then you kind of, you know, you said it's, it's kind of like a beauty product, but then you're kind of taking your, you know, quote unquote celebrity status a little bit and offering like like coaching or, or, or some kind of like digital service along with your product, right? That is correct. So I wasn't entirely sure if I wanted to do this, but pretty much anybody I talked to, yourself included, said it was a good idea. And so, yes, I have chosen to represent myself as Miss Supernational USA 2021. And I, with, whenever somebody buys the product, which it's actually, I'm fine with sharing it. It's a makeup bag with LED mirror, and three settings, but it comes with makeup lessons as well. And it's not just live group coaching calls. It's like a full-blown course because I wanted people to not just walk away with a product, but walk away with an experience where they can buy this one bag and learn how to use all of the tools that they'll be putting inside of that bag, where they can now go into their everyday life and actually carry themselves with confidence because they now know or have the skill sets and techniques on how to use those products. So it really was a long game for me. And that's how I approached it. Yeah. But yeah, the reason why this is, I mean, nothing is guaranteed success guys in in Amazon, you know, you know, like maybe, you know, something weird might happen and, and, and she has to like lower her price or something, but I know you're starting at a very high price and you actually have a chance of success. Like if I were to come in with an led makeup bag, and like, let's say all of them were, were like 
60 bucks and I'm trying to sell it for 120, it's not, not only is there not a guarantee of success, it's almost a guaranteed failure because why, you know, why would anybody pay $120? But with the fact that you're bundling this, this is now all of a sudden you actually have this ceiling. Like it actually is possible for you to have success at that price, price point. Also, this is something that nobody can duplicate. Nobody can copy. Like any, you have some like super fancy water bottle, you know, that has like this really crazy design spout or whatever. So somebody can copy that eventually. Can a can a you know Chinese factory or a factory from India just go and say, hey, let me get another country's Miss Supranational or Miss Universe or whatever, and offer coaching classes? You know, that's like not going to happen. So again, this is not a guarantee for success, but this is the kind of thing, guys. Those of you who are selling on Amazon, look for these kind of things that are hard to duplicate, whether it's on the product side, like a, something you have a patent for, um, or or it's on the you know the personal side you know, where you're offering digital courses or something like that with it. And then that just sets you apart. So that, that was why uh, I really like that, that idea. And I think that other, other people should think about it. not, not everybody has something, you know, but, but sometimes we, we sell ourselves short. A lot of people, we might have something that we don't even know. Maybe it's one of our relatives or, or something that we could offer um, as, as part of a bundle. So how are you delivering like is this course live is it like something you recorded and they get access to it once they opt in like how does that work i was actually listening to alex hermosi i'm not sure if i pronounced his last name correctly but he talks a lot about the 100 million dollar offer right and something that is very principal to that is providing an offer that is a no brainer and when i was thinking about what i wanted to offer in terms of an experience and what would be most impactful? You want leveraged impact, right? You want somebody to purchase this bag, transform their lives, and then they go and tell their friends and say, hey, oh my gosh, like I learned this incredible thing. I feel so much more confident. And I think that's a mixture of pre-recorded lessons, but it's also live coaching where people do have access to you. They do have the ability to ask you questions. Now, I would not consider myself a makeup guru by any by any milestone, but I think you really only need to be a few steps ahead of somebody to be able to offer help. And with makeup, I have spent a considerable amount of years in the fashion and the beauty industry. I started very young and I grew up in that field. And so I do feel like I can say something to someone and help them with their confidence in applying makeup or even just in presentation, right? I think it takes a certain level of courage or even foregoing uh, some of the expectations other people might hold of you to compete in something like a beauty pageant. And so I can take those and transfer them over to somebody else. And hopefully that will allow them to be equipped with skills they can put into their day-to-day -day life. And so it's actually a mixture. I'm, I'm sending them over into a funnel, right? And that funnel will set up the drip email campaign, which then leads them into this whole course. So it's a four module course as of right now. I plan to add to it. I want to update it consistently mm -hmm. as new trends come out, as you know, there's so many versatile looks you could do. You could do a day look, a glam look. Maybe you are somebody who's going day into glam, that sort of thing, as well as just expression. So it talks a little bit about color psychology. Um, we have, what else? We have undertones, we have foundation matching, just a lot of different broad ideas that are important when you are trying to figure out what's going to work on your face. Because everybody's face is different. I can't actually go and 
give you the exact same things that I do and it's not necessarily going to work for you because, you know, you might have almond-shaped eyes. I think my beauty routine is a little bit different than yours, yeah. Um. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but for those of you that are listening, you know, you might end up, if you're a woman and you're planning to use the same exact makeup techniques that I am, well, it might not work because you might have hooded sure. eyes and I have almond eyes, that sort of thing. Okay. So we do have the the four modules plus bonus lessons where I'll have some of my pageant friends come on, some of the, you know, influencers that I can get on and they'll do lessons as well. And then I also have a group And they'll be promoting aspect. this product like once, you know, now that you see, there, there it goes again, guys. There's, it's not, she's not just going off of what, you know, she has, but she, her, what you have is your network too. And so if you have people who are influential, you know, and, and who are down to, uh, down to promote that's another great advantage like like i'm doing something different on the coffin shelf you know like i'm not making a community or anything but the coffin shelf uh market is very saturated all of a sudden you know people come in lowballing and you know, I, i'm gonna go a little bit more in depth in a future episode but what i'm doing is i'm just experiencing again i might fail at this but i'll never know if i don't try i'm actually raising my price and not going lower like everybody's 20 percent lower than me i'm gonna go not only not lower, but I'm going to go 20% higher and I'm adding products that almost double my cost of manufacturing. I'm giving like a coffin shaped box, like the box that it's going to come in is literally coffin shaped and it can be reused as something else, like, you know, a sock box or something like that. And, I, and, and I'm offering some other stuff. So, so for me, that's what I think is going to differentiate because there's no way that any of these other cheap coffin shelf makers are going to go and spend $2 and 50 cents, like is what it's costing me to make this custom box for, for, uh, for Shivali, there is no way any of her competitors are going to go and have multiple, uh, pageant beauty Queens, um, from countries like, you know, offering courses. So, so guys, again, the moral of this part of the story is, is do what, you know, use your advantages that you have to be unique and, and offer something that is, that is not duplicatable. And, and that's kind of like along the lines of it doesn't always have to be a physical product. Mine, mine is a physical product. I'm doing a box, right? And along those lines, this is a perfect segue. Your first entry into Amazon wasn't even in the physical product. Wasn't, didn't before you make physical products, you were doing digital products, namely uh, KDP books. Correct. I got started by selling on KDP and I wrote books fairly fast. I had some ghost written, but I also wrote some of my own. And I knew that if I spent too much time on writing them, then I most likely would be disappointed in the results, not trying to be a pessimist, just a realist, where if I spent, let's say, months preparing a book and I put it out into the world and people don't receive it well, or maybe it the, the field has changed by then, right? Mm. I would be so disappointed. And so I worked on, I, I put, just focused on putting it out there as opposed to perfection, just progress, not perfection sort of ideal. And yeah, it, it went okay. I, I wouldn't say it was, I became like a best-selling author or anything, but I sold copies and I continue to sell those copies actually from the books I wrote when I was, I think I was 23 at the time. So, so those books you made years ago, um, you, you're saying you're still getting like, you know, yeah. per, like, like it's not, it's not free. You have to pay for it or, or you it's have free to pay for it. So people are, literally are still paying you for this book you wrote years ago. Yes. Huh. Yeah. I mean, granted, my books are very, very cheap because again, I was like, okay, I wrote this in 24 hours. I think it was like 24 to 36 hours max. 
but I went through, wrote it pretty fast. One was on positive self-talk. The other one was on engineering powerful habits successfully. I've actually published way more than that. I just only tied those first two to my name. And so those actually that are under my name, they're tagged to my socials. And so I actually do end up going in and still seeing sales from those even today. And that's cool because I don't actually actively promote them or anything. They just end up selling. And so I really, really love digital products because digital products cost you little to no money to actually set up, right? You can go into Canva today and create something. In fact, last month I wrote four books and I need to actually get them published this month. Hopefully this month, hardcover paperback would be great. I wrote one on AI. I wrote one on, um, what was my other one even on? Can you believe I like, I struggle sometimes even influ- Instagram. Because I had done a case study with Instagram at some point where I quickly grew it from zero to 10K followers in the span of like three to four weeks. Now, of course, that case study is a little bit old, but I learned a lot through it and I can still sell that information. And so it's really easy to go into Canva, build out a full-fledged book, and then it takes you maybe five minutes to upload into KDP. And KDP isn't even the only avenue you can use. There's many other platforms that allow you to do that. Now, I specifically focus on KDP And I was talking to Bradley not too long ago about potentially doing a case study about that for Helium 10 content, which hopefully if you guys stay tuned, you'll be able to see that. And that is just experimenting with TikTok because TikTok is also growing. TikTok shop just became a thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm really interested in seeing how you can kind of combine both of those landscapes into one. Right now, you can't actually add links, I believe, into the captions to promote your Amazon KDP books, but you can send traffic using a link in bio to a funnel page or a landing page or even into those books via that route. So you can attach your KDP link, I think, as long as you have the link in bio. You can't actually do it inside of the video that you're uploading, like the the post that you're uploading. Okay. And so... Um, there's so many things you can do there too, right? You can go in and do like a reading, uh, of what is it? You read like an excerpt of your book and that's a reading. You could do Q and a, you could add just some knowledge to the space. If you have something that is non-fictional, uh, you could do so many other promotional videos that can lend itself to traffic for your pages. All right. So let me give you a couple scenarios. Scenario number one, I am um, listening to this podcast and I'm not selling on Amazon yet. And the reason why I, I'm not is because, um, you know, I don't have $3,000 or maybe my product is like super expensive. It's it's $10,000 what I would need to invest, you know, $5,000, what have you. And I'm just like, hey, I, I'm not on any kind of like strict timeline. Um, you know, I got a few months I can, I can build, you know, save from my day job. But I, I want to kind of like, exp, you know, start making some more money on the side. Um without investing how what would i where, where do i start like like what's my research like you know maybe i don't have the time to do an instagram case study or you know whatever whatever you did like do i need to pick a topic that i know or you know do i do like product research in in, in helium 10 and and find some kind of subject that way that there are searches on like like what's what's my step one two and three I think that's an excellent question and it's one I can get very excited about sharing information on because you absolutely want to do product research. There's no point in you building a book and then trying to sell it in a market that's super saturated or maybe Mm -hmm. you don't know how to market. And so 
use the Helium 10 Chrome extension. That's what I recommend is make sure you download it. You can go to helium10.com forward slash extension. And once you add that to Chrome, you can actually use X-Ray to see a lot of backend data. Go inside of Kindle, the Kindle store, go into categories, subcategories, use X-Ray to see how people are doing. And then from that, maybe if you find a book that you are interested in creating a book on, you feel like you could do something better, you can optimize that listing better, then what I actually recommend that you do is open up Canva, open up ChatGPT, and open up Quillbot, okay? And what you can do is, first of all, use Review Insights, which is also a part of our Helium 10 Chrome extension, on your competitors inside of that niche. Figure out what's good, what are people talking about, what do they like about that book, what are the topics that you want to focus your book on, and then go into ChatGPT, provide a title, come up with a title. If you don't want to go directly into that, you really want to get granular, go into Cerebro before you go into ChatGPT. Go and see what people are typing in. And then from that, make a list of all the chapters you want to have for that book all the keywords you want to rank for. And then you can use those keywords as chapter titles. Then you go to ChatGPT, you feed it inquiries. And if you put in garbage, if you put in garbage, you're going to get garbage out. So make sure you're very, very hyper-specific about what you're inputting in. When you do that, you can start with an outline. You can say, hey, I'm writing a book for this. This is how long I want it to be. I'm going to, over time, over the next few prompts, feed you a set of subject or chapter titles, chapter topics, and I'd like you to draft a written response in the tone of XYZ. Maybe you have a favorite author, a favorite artist, whatever the case may be, get very, very specific. And as you go through, first, it'll provide you with the outline. So I would recommend really starting with the outline. Once you have the outline, the outline will present you with maybe two or three different markers for inside of each chapter. So even if you don't know the first thing about that niche, that is okay. You don't need to do a case study like I did. I've written plenty of books that are on topics I don't know anything about, and that is okay for you too. So go into ChatGPT, go into the outlines, and then actually take each chapter section, so maybe just the two or three, copy and paste that, and then you'll see it'll draft an entire thing for you. Now, the only thing that I don't love about ChatGPT is, yes, it has limits, but it also is quite redundant sometimes in its language. So you'll see some words pop up over and over again. You'll see vast, you'll see realm, you'll see uh, e-commerce landscape if I'm talking about something in e-com. And so you might want to go in and be specific, say, hey, don't use any sequential words or don't use these specific words include these keywords and it will actually go through and refine what you've written. The point or the best way rather to use ChatGPT is start broad and get more and more granular refining your results every single time. And so pretty soon, actually, even in the span of 30 minutes, you can have a full book that you can then put into Quillbot, which is a paraphrasing tool, and actually change out those words. So now you have a section of your book that is AI generated, but it looks more human because you've gone in and actually changed out some of those words. Of course, you want to add a little bit of personal touch, but can you imagine how hard it must have been to write books that are 500, 600 pages back in the day? Not to say you need to write 500, 600 pages. Most of my books are somewhere between, some are as low as 20 pages and others are, I think my highest might be about, no, actually 120 pages, I think is my highest. 
but you can go in and go as little or as long as you really want to. Keep in mind that if you go and upload this to KDP, you will need to do some formatting beforehand, as well as if you are making that book a paperback or hardcover book, you're going to have certain associated printing costs because this is print on demand if you're using KDP. Anyways, I've gone completely into a whole splurge based off of this initial question of what the heck do you do if you're just getting started, right? And so that was really to start with product research, do the keyword research if you want to figure out which chapters to create, use ChatGPT with Canva. And I say Canva because you can actually transfer over, um, not transfer over, with Canva you can make the book title, the book cover page. And so you now have a free book cover that you've created. You can create a really nice manuscript inside of honestly like Word. I've done Word before. I've done this inside of Google Docs before. I've also done this inside of Canva before where you can really make it nice with different fonts. Um, And then you will want to throw it into KDP after that and make sure that the manuscript looks okay. That's really, really important because people who are Kindle readers read this on a handful of different devices. And you will want to make sure that they can actually read what you're writing because the, the they want to consume the content. They don't want to be distracted by mistakes. When I was 23 and I published some of my first books, some of the feedback I got, I, I thought, okay, I'll just get feedback and refine it afterwards. Well, I did get some things that in in the review said, oh, like the grammar was a little bit, you know, off for one of my fictional books. And I was like, okay, it's fine, whatever. You know, this was ghostwritten. I don't really care about it. I'm not going to go in. I refined it as much as I could. And I feel like the story still got across just fine. So once you have your book built, your book cover built inside of Canva, you've saved it, you're uploading to KDP, create a KDP account, go in, upload all of it. It's pretty simple to follow. If not, we do have blogs on KDP. So I suggest that you go and you check out our blog section on Helium 10 to to figure out how to actually upload it if you need some help. And then from there, focus on marketing. I honestly, through mistakes, have learned that it's not enough just to build a high quality product. You will need to do the marketing side of things as well. And KDP is no different. If you want to stay low on cost, let's say you really want to save for private label, then go into existing blog forums, go into Facebook groups, create that TikTok account and do what we talked about earlier where you're creating promotional videos. Maybe you're doing reads, Q&As, you are getting on live maybe and talking about the book. Guys, I have seen some lives that are ridiculous. Bradley, do you remember the the Chinese seller who made $18.7 million just by promoting products? Yeah, like three seconds per product. It's kind of ridiculous. Exactly. It's absurd. And people still sell based off of those three seconds. You also have people who are doing the whole NPC trend, if you've seen it, and they make money on that. If they can make money on that, can you make money on a book that sells content? Absolutely. But will you have to put in the work to actually make the promotional videos? Yes. So you can go in and do stuff. The The trade-off is really going to be the time investment. So you will need to spend some time inside of Facebook groups. I've done this before. You find niches that are related to your book, go in, actually post that, hey, you know what? Like I just released this book. I would love to get some feedback. I'd love if you guys could show some support. And you're not telling anyone to buy really, but they can go in and select or, or you know, purchase that product if they feel like it's up their alley and hopefully leave you an honest review as long as you were very, very forthcoming with 
what you were hoping for in the beginning. Outside of that, I've also used blogging sites. So you can go in, find niches where there's tons of readers subscribed to an email list. And those email lists are really, really helpful too, because I've used those to launch books before where you can go in and essentially maybe some of these sites are free. Some are not. Some are like $20, $25 uh, book beam. There's, There's other ones that cost a lot more. And they have millions of readers who are waiting for books to be published. So you can also tap into uh, Kindle Unlimited. You can go in and actually end up promoting, let's say, even the book for free while they're doing these promos. So a lot of people can read them. You can garner those reviews and then hopefully start your PPC campaigns to sell really well. All right. So that's, I, let's say I do all that. I make a book about 60, 70 pages. What's about the target price. And then at that price, what am I taking home, you know, based on, you know, what, what Amazon is charging me? So you can select from two different royalty options with KDP. You can do 35% or 70% of royalty um, from your list price. And that's if you're based in, I think it's UK, no, if it's based in Europe, then that's without the VAT tax. Uh, So it's just taking a look at your list price, 35 or 70%. And it really comes down to you on what you want to market at. You'll see books that are $40. You'll see books that are $2, which is what my book started with way in in the beginning. And so you can go in and choose. And then based off of the royalty price that you select, you'll be able to figure out what sort of profits you're making then. Uh, Of course, if you are saving for private label, you know, maybe you'll want to focus on building really quality books, not not making too many, and then just work on marketing them. Or you could go wide, right? You can make many, many books that are really, really cheap and just focus on the launch side of things to garner that initial revenue or not revenue, revenue, yes, but also the initial capital you need to get started with private label. All right. Now, you know, that that was a scenario that I gave where it's like, all right, I'm just trying to get some uh, extra revenue. Theoretically speaking, I could be already selling on Amazon and that's still, you know, like, uh, I want to, you know, get more revenue so I can do that exact process. If I'm an existing Amazon seller, it would have nothing to do with my current Amazon business. It would just be, you know, me doing product research for something. But let's just, you know, the other scenario, number two, that that was kind of like scenario 1B. But, you know, now two is like, all right, I sell coffin shelves and egg trays um, or, or what have you. And I want to leverage KDP in a different way. I'm not really necessarily making a revenue play, but mm-hmm. maybe it's. It's something like I'm giving a free, a lead generator. you know, yeah, lead magnet or 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 an add-on. What is a scenario that I'm not necessarily making a revenue play, but as an existing Amazon seller, I could potentially leverage KDP and it'll benefit me. So I I think a really good play for that is the leads generator. And that's just, you already have your product set. Maybe you want to tap into these Kindle users because these are people that are already reading books. They're interested in that topic. Well, maybe they might be interested in a product in that setting. And so you can go in, create a book using the process we just talked about, right? Go into ChatGPT, go into uh, Canva, into Quillbot, and you can transfer those skills over and end up leading, putting in pages into your ebook that are for 
a, a leads generator. You tag that. You can use portals inside of Helium 10 to create a landing page and then actually end up taking that link and put it into your ebook, put it on KDP, and then work on also ranking that book. So that way those readers end up hopefully navigating into your product and you end up capturing those emails as well through KDP. Okay. So that's KDP. Now, you know, one, one of your other specialties here at Helium 10 is, is you work with our, uh, Market Tracker 360 program, something that I don't know too much about. It's it's mainly for those who you know reach like the you know eight nine figure level. Uh, what's what's some new things that you can tell us about for for those? Hey, like hey, I'm I'm you know high seven figure, uh, eight figure seller. Um, some new things that I can get excited about if I'm using Market Tracker 360. So the beauty about Market Tracker 360 is you can go as broad or as granular as you want. Something we have been talking about today with this podcast. But what's really cool is now you can divvy out into how you want to build your market. So if you want to build your market, let's say at a brand level, you can input up to 100 brands and focus on it simply at the brand level. If you want to put in keywords and ASINs, you can still do that, but you can go in and refine it based off of categories, subcategories, as well as something that is newer is being able to create markets based off of those subcategories too. So it takes a little bit of time uh, to set up that market, but once you have it set up, you can always go in with filter presets and get an understanding for how your market is moving, not only from a year over year comparison standpoint or a month over month or week over week. You can also just look at it from a competitor level check out your market share, check out how your other competitors are doing year over year, the historical comparison of your products versus their products, whether it be at a brand level or at a product level. You can also dive deep into your keywords, into their keywords, check out what strategies they're using, and then how they're rising and falling in terms of a keyword heat map. And so it's really nice being able to not only set up the market as you want, you can go in at the, I've heard so many, uh, you know, six, seven, eight, nine figure sellers talk about how important it is for them to be able to see their category or subcategory just at that level. And we're actually coming out with that now is before you could go in and get granular, do it as a filter preset. Now you can actually create the market based off of that. So that's something exciting that you guys can look forward to. And if you are on the diamond plan, I believe you have access to a market. So I highly encourage you to go in and make use of that single market you have. Okay, cool. So I, I always forget about that. You know, like I, I even said right now, Market Tracker 360 is, um, is like mainly on our supercharged plan. But if you're a diamond, you can actually, you know, go ahead and get one started. So even if you're not an eight-figure seller yet, go ahead and, you know, take advantage of that free one if you've got a uh, if you've got a diamond account. All right. So now we're at the end of this episode. Do you have our our 60-second tip or 60-second strategy of the day you can uh, share with the audience? I think my 60-second tip is going to be be proactive because, first of all, we are very close to... New Year's. And we talked a lot about KDP today, but you can absolutely tap into that market now because there are going to be so many people that are out there looking for goal setting things, for habit planners. And it's a really easy way for you to start with a no content to low content book. Maybe you don't need to do the whole chat GPT thing just now. You can go in, create something inside of Canva that is maybe template-based that you can go in, switch out the formatting, the colors, and try to start working with the marketing side of things to get a feel for what it would be like if you posted a medium to high content book inside of KDP. So you can start really, really easy with low efforts. And then also be proactive in terms of maybe you want to go out, maybe you want to check out some trade shows. You want to find a really good product for your FBA business. I know we didn't 
fully talk about product research for a FBA business. While I might have shared a little bit about my mindset about finding my latest product that I'm going to be selling, you absolutely can go in into trade shows, into, uh, you know, stores even, and start thinking outside the box. What value could you bring to that niche? And so with that, I hope you implement and you don't just listen to the podcast. Um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, you know, again, you're, you're no stranger to the podcast. You'll be hosting some, some upcoming episodes of weekly buzz. And then also you were definitely instrumental and part of our relaunch of project X and, and you were handling one of these products that was actually sourced in India. And so definitely have you back soon to, to talk with uh, you and Megla who helped out with that project uh, uh, to, to kind of see like how it was, you know, we've never had a project X product source from India. So, uh, that one is going to be launched soon. So as soon as that launches, we'll, we'll definitely have you back, but thank you for sharing your, uh, knowledge and we'll be uh, seeing you soon. Sounds good. Thank you so much.